0: Shit, that was a firework. Right? I was like, what is that?
1: You keep getting freaked out by fireworks, but it's only gunshots, baby. Don't worry.
0: That's not even funny. What? It's only gunshots? I told you the story about my fucking crazy-ass neighbor, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Ever since that, I'm paranoid. Uh, when you I'm have not,
1: your- so it's okay. Don't worry.
0: You haven't had somebody walking right next to your house firing off a semi-automatic rifle.
1: No, it's okay. I've only had guns in my face.
0: Okay, but they weren't fired, were they?
1: Pop, pop. You know those cap guns. I used to get into some, uh, you know, battles with my hood rat friends with those pop guns. So that was pretty.
0: You guys were pretty badass with that. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> intimidating. Figures we'd walk for over sure. to Dollar General and grab a... <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: You just pull those out of your pockets and you see the little red rings around them.
1: Right. There's nothing scary than a bright orange gun. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Coming at you.
0: Well, hey, I'm Emily. I'm Joel. And thank you for joining us on Drink.
1: Drunk. Dead. Dead.
0: I don't even know what episode we're on anymore. 17? 17. Is it? Yeah. I'm still editing episode 16, so 17 for sure. sure. What you drinking tonight?
1: Some Dark Horse rosé.
0: You went with a Dark Horse again, eh? It's cheap. It is cheap. That's exactly why I also <laughs> went with the Dark Horse.
1: We're broke and we have broken cars. Yeah. So we're doing cheap wine.
0: 8 bucks a bottle. Not mine's bad. a mine's a Pinot Grigio. So that's a nice dry white wine. I really like this. I have to for get an that 8 that often for you. For an $8 bottle of wine? Right. The only problem with the cheap wines is they tend to give me headaches. I don't know if it's more sugar or something. Probably. But on the the scale of Dark Horse, of the four Dark Horse wines that I've tried, I would have to say Merlot, Pinot Grigio, then the Rosé, and then the Chardonnay. I was not that big of a fan of the Chardonnay.
1: Merlot, the red one?
0: Yes. That was pretty good. That was good.
1: I approve of this message.
0: Gotta <laughs> take up all the freaking room on the table, just the way you take up all the room in bed, huh? It's
1: what I do best.
0: Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm such a lucky, blessed. You really up. are.
1: You really are. Bless up every day. <sighs> Never forget it. Worship me.
0: All hail Joel. Thank you. you feel better. Climb
1: to the top of Mountain Joel and scream your praises
0: oh yeah <laughs> just let it echo off the nothingness that surrounds mount joel
1: is that supposed to be offended offending no. offended
0: <laughs> you mean offensive <laughs>
1: i was gonna get there eventually third time's the charm you know what they say
0: <laughs> uh, you were an english major huh yeah <laughs> so what's new with you anything new going on
1: not really homie yeah Working. me either. Making that gulop.
0: Kid's driving me fucking crazy.
1: I've noticed.
0: Oh, my God. Well, try being shut in with them for, what, two months? Three months? I have. I don't
1: know. I've been shut in with them.
0: You get to escape. I do not.
1: You get a bit of an escape. When? When you go to campus.
0: Yeah, you mean for like a half an hour?
1: You should take more time.
0: Uh Uh-huh, you're right, I should. I should just keep driving is what should happen.
1: They're entertained for two hours, take advantage of it.
0: (laughs) I love my children. I love my children. I will keep telling myself I love my children. Right.
1: You'll like them better when they're moved out, 19 years old.
0: They're so sweet when they're sleeping. They are. When they're awake.
1: I'd have to say that's when they're at their best. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's when every kid's at their
1: best. Right, no kidding.
0: <laughs> look at how adorable you are. I think that Mother Nature did it on purpose. She made them look fucking adorable when they're born. Well, okay, no, that's not true. When they're not born, they're everyone. ugly as shit. Yeah. Newborns are so ugly. But they get cute pretty quickly. For most people. I'm sorry, some people just You're have just some ugly babies. your whole life. It's okay. They look like little Benjamin Buttons.
1: Thanks for taking one for the team.
0: We're sorry. Ugly babies are a thing,
1: very much. A but thing.
0: I feel like Mother Nature made them look super cute to their parents when they're sleeping, because otherwise we would completely lose our minds.
1: Do you think, like cave women and cave men, if they just got tired of them, they would just leave them?
0: Probably. I imagine I think there more wasn't or less.
1: A- now we're surrounded by a moral code yes. that may not have existed and also laws our neighbors are fighting and it keeps us very entertained sometimes
0: yeah well it's like every other day anymore okay i think those two hate each other they probably are just living together for convenience they don't seem to like each other at all yeah whenever one's home the other one isn't and when they are both home they're fighting
1: maybe it's good sex who knows
0: no i don't i I don't think that's the case (laughs) why I don't think they're doing it. I think she's got some other guy coming over that she's doing. And I don't think they're... why do
1: they fight like a couple?
0: People can annoy the fuck out of each other. I love my best friend Megan. She annoys the shit out of me. We fight all the time. Well, we did when she was here. Now she's gone and I'm sad. I miss the fights. Yeah? (laughs) I'd rather have her here and fighting than have her far away and not.
1: I don't know. They don't seem like roommates to me.
0: Really? Have you ever spoken to him?
1: Yeah. We hang out quite often. Oh, do you? I go down over into their basement smoke cigarettes with them. Oh,
0: God. Fucking smoke. <laughs> Let's move on from this. Anything else that's new? I don't think so. Aside from, you know, the world's ending. That's That's an ongoing saga everybody's aware of, so it's not really worth hitting on.
1: Right. No sense being depressed.
0: not going to lie, every single time I go up to school, because there's nobody else there, and it's got great acoustics, I walk into that main hallway, and I blast R.E.M., It's the End of the World. It's the end of the world as we know it. Yeah. Yeah, just blare it.
1: Huh.
0: Because every time I walk in there, especially when school was still in session, but there was nobody there, it felt like the end of the world.
1: Very eerie.
0: It is eerie. Which is funny
1: because it's it eerie. eerie. Ah. <laughs> Please love us, nerd. <laughs> you said it.
0: <laughs> Shall I get into some weird facts for you? Sure. Since we don't have a whole lot going on for new stuff. Yeah. Which is probably good.
1: Basic ass white bitches over here. I've
0: got a long story for you today, anyway.
1: Okay. Fantastic.
0: Okay. So, my fun facts for you today are about bacon, because we fucking love bacon. We do love bacon. I've said it many times before. I feel like I could go vegetarian if it wasn't for bacon.
1: Turkey bacon is not bacon. Quit calling it bacon.
0: No, it doesn't count. If it ain't pig, it ain't bacon.
1: Right. Quit trying to front on us turkey.
0: (laughs) Even turkey burger. It's not the same. No. No. Just
1: call it what it is.
0: They're okay. patties. But they're not the same. Anyway, so facts about Bacon. When I was doing my digging, I found out that there's a website called Bacontoday.com, dot com, and their tagline cracks me up. It's at the bottom of every page: "The world of bacon is yours for the taken. Ha! <laughs> so corny. I love it. It's like a making
1: it. bacon shot glass.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, the making bacon shot glass. Every time the kids look at that, what are they doing? What does it mean, making bacon? <laughs>
1: When a mama pig and a daddy pig love each other very much.
0: <laughs> they do this, and then they make little bacons. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Inappropriate shot glasses. America eats. What is this number? That's a thousand million, five billion, six hundred eight thousand, six hundred fifty-four. No. pounds of bacon each year. So that's about 18 pounds per American on average. So considering that there are a fair amount of people who don't eat bacon at all, there are probably a lot of us that are eating more than 18 pounds.
1: Well, we go through.
0: Well, we go through a pack of bacon almost every week.
1: A pack is about a pound. Yeah. Yeah. So 52 pounds a year divided by, well, the boys also eat it.
0: And they don't eat much, though.
1: So we can pretty much just attribute it to us.
0: Yeah. And then we get bacon when we go out, too. And then we have the bacon
1: bits. But no matter where you go, they never give you, they give you two pieces of bacon. And they charge you, like, $3 for it. Yeah, it's stupid. Fuck off with that bullshit.
0: But then we make our breakfast bowls with the bacon Mm -hmm. chunks or Mm our cheesy bacon fries and
1: it's not that often that we do that though
0: we even cook our eggs in bacon grease because it's amazing if you haven't tried it you need to try it you will never have eggs so delicious
1: but you have to let the bacon grease get hot
0: like all the way melted
1: more than that because Uh, uh, yes you
0: take it too far
1: who makes the best eggs
0: i make some fucking good eggs too
1: okay but you don't make the best eggs oh you gotta let the bacon grease get hot then you have to you have to stir the the eggs with some milk in a bowl separately. So you let the bacon grease get nice and hot, so it's like frying oil, and then you dump the stirred the whisked eggs inside the pan with the hot bacon grease. Giving you a play by play.
0: It's wine time.
1: I'm talking about bacon. Shut the fuck up and listen.
0: We're going to have bacon
2: later. So you
1: need to put the eggs in the pan with the hot bacon grease so that it flash fries it. That is what captures the flavor of the bacon.
0: It's also super good to do that with Brussels sprouts. Amazing. Anyway, so yeah, bacon. So St. Anthony is the patron saint of bacon. Apparently there's a patron saint of bacon. I did not know that. Of course, I'm not Catholic. Uh, Apparently there's a, patron saint for fucking everything but he was the patron saint of pigs so he's therefore also the patron saint of bacon
1: Bacon,
0: which i think is kind of funny you're the patron saint of the living being and then you're the patron saint of the meal because bacon's a meal i could just eat bacon what
1: goes around comes around
0: Yum. there's a chemical that's found in bacon that's been shown to help the brain function in babies when provided in utero. So women who eat bacon while they're pregnant, it's it uh, makes for smarter babies, stronger brains. thought that was pretty We're going to be
1: making bacon quite a bit after we start making bacon.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's going to be a lot of making bacon. Just perpetual making bacon. Bacon making? Perpetual bacon making. Yeah, which bacon
1: making are you talking about here? <laughs>
0: There's bacon-scented perfume and bacon-flavored toothpaste, floss, vodka, mint, beer, and my personal favorite, never tried it don't ever want to, but it's hysterical, bacon-flavored lube.
1: Huh. Pretty sure they make bacon underwear.
0: Oh, probably. There's bacon everything. These if are just they... some of the ones that I was hitting on, but I remember there was an episode of Bones and um, Hodgins and the weird intern i can't remember what his name was they (laughs) they picked up what they thought was bacon flavored toothpaste and it turned out to be bacon flavored lube and they were just eating tubes of this stuff (laughs) so nasty
1: (laughs) i don't know that i'd want that
0: (sighs) if you really like bacon Ju-
1: takes away from what you're doing. Though, I don't like. want
0: t- flavored lube anyway. Lube is nasty. I don't want it in my mouth. Uh-uh. It belongs other places. It does not belong in my mouth. Yep. Bacon bits, like the brand bacon bits, they don't contain any real bacon. They're just bacon flavored, like dog treats, like literally like dog treats, which I think is gross. You basically it says real eating- bacon on them. We get the Hormel. Those are real bacon, but the Bacon Bits brand is not real bacon. More wine time?
1: You had a wine time. I have yet to have a wine time.
0: And then my last little fun fact for you for today, which may be useful for us tomorrow, is that bacon contains amino acids, which help recover from hangovers faster.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: So eat bacon. It makes sense.
1: Yeah, and the grease. Grease is always good for hangovers.
0: Sorry if you hear our kitties thumping around in the background. They're playing.
1: It's quite an active night here.
0: Yes, it is.
1: Neighbors and cats. Mm-hmm. And firework and shots.
0: And motorcycles and it's just noise. We don't have an actual studio. We do all this in our kitchen. So you get to hear what we get to hear. You hear that motorcycle? Yeah. Doesn't sound like a good motorcycle. It's not like a bruh, 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 Harley kind of motorcycle. It's a crotch rocket. Yeah, it is a crotch
1: rocket. Those are the good motorcycles. Why? Because they're
0: fast as fucking tits. There's such an annoying sound, though. Okay.
1: No, to you.
0: Okay, I'm a I'm a lover of old cars, muscle cars. I like that that really deep ugh, guttural sound from a vehicle. So I like.
1: And Old you drive a Mazda.
0: And Indians and all that, but no. Yeah, you're right. I do drive a Mazda because I'm fucking broke and that's what I had money for. Fuck off.
1: Basic ass bitch. You got a big spoiler though. Which means you got a big dick.
0: I do have a big dick. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of those American settler women. What? Tied up in her underpants all winter long. Tuck it back.
1: The fuck you said?
0: (laughs) You don't remember from our last episode? My weird facts about underwear and the American settlers would sew themselves into their underwear the whole winter long. And then we were like, how do they pee? And you said, even the women have big dicks. Oh,
1: did not make that correlation at all.
0: That's me. I'm an American settler. I am a descendant.
1: Yes, you are. I know the truth. Except you don't keep it tucked.
0: Oh. I don't need to. I'm not ashamed.
1: It's so tiny. It's like you don't even have to do anything.
0: Okay. So, we've had our drinks.
1: Hopefully we'll get drunk.
2: I
0: don't know about you. A bottle of wine doesn't seem like it would do it for you. Why not? You're monstrously tall and big. Yeah, you're 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 a big guy. You need some probably a little more than the rest of us do.
1: I put on probably like, I'm guessing like 15 pounds since quarantine.
0: Probably. Right. It's I like the freshman 15 it. all over again for I everybody. I ain't even mad
1: about it. The only thing that sucks is I don't fit into my work shorts anymore.
0: We have got to get working out. I don't want to. Why not?
1: Because I don't like working out. I do, but I don't. I, I hate working out at home and I hate cardio, which is like all you can do at home. Nuh-uh. Aside from push-ups and sit-ups and shit. And we don't have stuff. Like, okay. You can do a lot. From home, but we don't have any of that stuff to do it from um, home.
0: Um, I just got you those resistance bands.
1: Forgot about that. We haven't even touched them yet.
0: I know. We I got I them totally like two weeks ago.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I broke my hand. Thank you very much. So I couldn't hold it.
1: Yeah, you did break your hand.
0: So I couldn't grip it.
1: Well, you can tie it to something, you know.
0: With one hand? It's not going to do me much good with one hand. What? The resistance band?
1: Well, you can do legs.
0: Maybe. I don't know. I've never used it. Tie it to the railing,
1: hold the other one with the other hand, or just tie both ends and then do, like, bicycle kick type things.
0: Yeah. But my legs are already fabulous. <laughs> of course, I could work on the booty a little more.
1: You can never have too much booty. And that's a fact.
0: Even Kardashian? There's
1: no such thing.
0: No such thing as Kardashian? No, it's too much. Has too much. And- uh, disagree. You will move on though.
1: Aren't attracted so much to booty? You appreciate booty, but you don't desire booty.
0: I'm a five foot tall woman. If I had a booty like a Kardashian, it would look ridiculous.
1: Okay, but no.
0: Yeah, it would. You could probably balance plates on my booty if I had something. Well, that then you size. could be a
1: help in the kitchen.
0: <laughs> That'll be our serving tray going right. forward. <laughs> I just come out when we have guests. Anybody need a drink? Turn around. And yeah, got right. The whole setup right there. <laughs>
1: Couple wine glasses on top too. Perfect. We know See how you. we're spending our summer. <laughs> I'll call off work. The I'll next get to month.
0: work. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, we've had our drinks. On our way to being drunk, hopefully. <laughs> Do you think it's time for the dead?
1: Only if it's just the dead.
0: Or is it time for no?
1: Nope. I'm gonna dead. start pouring. I'm going to start pouring wine on you. that I don't like it. Stop <laughs> it.
2: It's fun.
1: So what do you have for us you today, mean? Miss M?
0: So this week we are doing haunted vehicles.
1: Vehicles.
0: Vehicles. If you're
1: any cop ever.
0: Vehicles. It's
1: just called it a car. It's called it a truck. It's not a vehicle.
0: Well, there are many different kinds of vehicles. A train is a vehicle. A plane is a okay. Vehicle. Is a cop
1: pulling over a train or a plane?
0: Does it has to be a cop pulling it over for it to be haunted?
1: I'm talking. No, I'm not talking about haunting. I'm talking about cops calling it vehicles.
0: Okay. Well, anyway, it's haunted vehicles this week.
1: Are you a cop? Are you a narc? I'm not You're a narc. narc.
0: Back off! I'm not a narc. And I narc. chose. Something I'd heard of in the past, but I didn't know a whole bunch about, so I wanted to do some research on this. It was something I was interested in doing. And it is The Curse of James Dean's Little Bastard. Tiny claps. Tiny little claps. I'm so excited. So let me take you back a little bit here. Let me adjust
1: myself and adjust
0: my booty. Swamp ass
1: is getting real right now.
0: Yeah, no joke. So, on September 23rd of 1955... James Dean took his brand spankin new ride, it was a Porsche 550 Spider, to a well-known car customizer named George Barris. And this guy, this guy was a fucking ego. He proclaimed himself King of Customizers with a K because that's super fucking cool. Customizers with a K cuz he's so neat. <laughs> Hip motherfucker right there. One cool cat, as they would say in 1955.
1: K O O L K A T. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> but th- okay, so that's according to Barris. Anyway, that, that he took it. That there? he took it to him. Okay. Uh, James's friends, on the other hand, say that Barris was never associated with with him in any way, and they don't like he got his car customized somewhere else. I can't remember where.
1: You're just trying to get some publicity, maybe?
0: Yeah, well, Barris ends up writing a whole book, but we'll get into it later. Okay. So, according to Barris, when he took it in, he got some fancy seats, the front seats, and then he got the number 130 painted on the hood. I think it's on the doors also. And then he got the name Little Bastard painted under the Porsche logo thingy. Uh Uh-huh whatever what what is the name of that the logo thingy that's like the metal chunk that goes on a car i don't
1: know i think logo
0: logo thingy is the technical term that's what a we'll say badge with. that sounds more realistic but i like logo thingy so i'm going to stick with it
1: a badgy logo thingy
0: Badgy logo thingy okay we can do that Good. I, we can compromise it's cool which i thought it was funny that he named it little bastard cuz aren't vehicles supposed to be girls they're all shes no yeah
1: why ships
0: and cars are all she's and and yeah it's a historical thing like they're all female
1: are you assuming it's gender right now
0: yeah i am and then i think How if you're gonna name you? it anything and it's a she you should name it lil bish
1: i don't think lil bish was a commonly used term
0: you don't know were you around in 1955
1: i may have been if i was would i tell you
0: Probably you tell me way too much that I don't need to know.
1: Because you're my girlfriend? That's I'm what sorry. you're here for?
0: <laughs> okay. Anyway. Ditto, by the way. Telling you way too much? hmm uh-huh. No, never. That doesn't sound like me at all.
1: I'm lucky if I get a word in edgewise.
0: You're funny. Shut up. Don't give me that look. No. Your, your look can shut the fuck up. Anyway, it, it apparently didn't take too long for this custom, customization, because uh, he took it out driving later that day. And that it's known that he took it around town on the 23rd, on September 23rd, because there are multiple accounts of him uh, running into other actors and directors, and I'll get into that. So he takes it out driving, and then he runs into his buddy. And uh, so this is British actor Alec Guinness, which you probably don't know, but the name I knew right off the bat. It's Obi Wan Kenobi.
1: I told Sir you. Alec Guinness. I may or may not have been in 1950, so you don't even have to
0: explain. I saw that and I was all excited. I was like, oh, hey, look, it's old Ben. <laughs> so I didn't know this, but I guess old Ben Kenobi was known to be really superstitious and he did not like the look of the new car so he wrote in some unpublished letters and diaries so this is a quote from them the sports car looked sinister to me exhausted hungry feeling a little ill-tempered in spite of dean's kindness i heard myself saying in a voice i could hardly recognize as my own please never get in it if you get in that car, you will be found dead in it by this time next week. Foreboding. Huh. For obvious reasons, James didn't take this seriously and he just laughed he it just off. You
1: dropped all that money on the car. Of course I'm getting well, in it.
0: Yeah. I and mean, it's like, if somebody's going, oh, you're going to, that's like, um, what's that, Christmas story? Oh, you're going to shoot your eye out?
1: I'm still going to fucking do it.
0: All right. And you'll shoot your eye out, but whatever, you're gonna have fun with it. And then apparently he went to like a movie lot that same day. And there's another report that said that he ran into director George Stevens, and George Stevens also told James that he would end up killing somebody if he ever drove that car on the lot again. So this guy got two warnings in one day (laughs) about the car. Clearly they nobody was fans that nobody was a fan of the car. Nobody was fans?
1: Nobody was fans.
0: Nobody was fans. Nobody fangirled it. I do English good. She does. So that's some good foreshadowing for you right there, right? Fantastic. Remember what Alec Guinness said? Uh Uh-huh. If you get in that car, you'll be found dead in it by this time next week.
1: Don't tell me he was found dead in the car.
0: So a week later, he's getting prepared to take his car uh, to a race. At Salinas. So, oh, no. Salinas in Cali. I don't know how to pronounce it. Salinas? Is it spelled? It looks like Salinas. Spell but it. I think S-A-L-I-N-A-S. But I think it's Salinas in Cali. I had to look up how to pronounce it. I feel it like I've I'm seen sure.
1: that before. Somewhere.
0: Anyway, so he's getting ready to race this thing, right? And the car was originally supposed to be taken to the track in the back of the trailer. Like... Lightning McQueen, riding in Mac, to the next race, right? Yeah. I like how how that's your your metaphor. That's how I remember it. Mm -hmm. But instead, he has this friend, his Luftwaffe buddy, so his Nazi friend, who was a Porsche mechanic. And he suggested that James drive the car to the track to kind of break it in and get familiar with it beforehand. Which, you know, that makes sense. understand your vehicle know how it feels because he had just bought this thing he I don't know that he had driven it more than just a little bit around town so this guy's going drive it on a highway get the feeling for what it feels like with speed in this vehicle before you take it on the track Uh makes sense so James and his Nazi pal they hit the road in Little Bastard with the rest of James's crew kind of Tailing behind in the trailer, and a few hours into the into the drive, he gets pulled over and he gets a ticket for speeding. He's only going ten over, which is shitty. Not I've done worse, but I guess in 1955 that was like oh, scandalous. Right. <laughs> but it's kind of ironic that he got pulled over for speeding because I guess not that long before all this happened, he had done like an infomercial, a PSA type thing that warned young drivers not to speed with the line, because the life you save might be mine.
1: <laughs> right? That's a weird, <laughs> how things work out, right?
0: Yeah. It's the, it's the, why people are like, this thing is cursed. They, that's part of why they think it's cursed. Because this, this is all known history up to this point. Fact.
1: Facts, my guy.
0: Facts. So, they make a few stops, and then not too much later, a few hours later, on uh, at 5.45 p.m. on September 30th, so that is exactly a week after he ran into Alec Guinness, 1955, James and his crew, they're headed east on Route 466, and a black and white 1955 Ford Tudor Coupe. Which is apparently a very important thing to put in there. If you're a car person, you need to say Ford Tudor Coupe. Okay. Because I i don't know. I'm not a car person.
1: I'm not familiar with the Tudor, but I know what a coupe is.
0: Right. But that that was in every article. You need to put in there the coupe. Obviously, this is an important piece of information here. It's a four-door. <laughs>
1: Just add some detail, <laughs> right? some definition to it.
0: But anyway, obviously, this is another brand spank new car because it's nineteen. It's a nineteen fifty five vehicle. This is nineteen fifty five. So they both had brand new vehicles, right? This car is driving eastbound on the same road, and the driver of this was twenty um, three year old California Polytechnic student, and his name was no joke. His name was Donald Turn Up Speed. Turn Up Speed.
1: Was that his That's maiden his li- name? Or did he change it?
0: Well, um, unless he was a particularly dainty young man, I don't think he had a maiden name.
1: Okay, maiden doesn't just mean if you get married, though.
0: Maiden refers to women, my love. You mean surname.
1: Whatever. You knew what I was talking about. <laughs> they know what I'm talking about.
0: Guys do not have maiden names, because maiden name is the name that gets changed when you're married. It refers to women.
1: Okay. Maybe he was trained. That's his legitimate name. Know?
0: It's Turnup Speed. It's in the articles. Turn it's the history. Yep. I thought that was... It's sad, because it's the death of James Dean, but it was fucking funny that that's his name. Turnup Speed. Turnup Speed. Yep. So... Donald turn up speed goes to make a left turn onto route forty one, but he ends up in a head-on collision with James, who was estimated to be driving about eighty five miles an hour. So head he's speeding on. head on. So
1: they're on a highway? Yeah, was it just like a two lane?
0: Probably. it's
1: traffic opposing.
0: It's like um, it's those, yes, yeah, those back road. California highways where it's like the long stretches and then you get to turn off. But still, your speed can be really high because there's you're not in an area where there's a whole bunch of...
1: We were in South Carolina. Right. Well, it was backwards. Yeah, exactly. For sure, bud.
0: So what I gathered was that James tried to avoid Donald, but he couldn't. And it sounded like, based on the time of day and the direction that he was going, that Donald wouldn't have even been able to see James coming at him, because th- where the sun's position would have been. Uh-huh. So, and if James is already speeding, they wouldn't have seen. So they just, like that, right? So, <laughs> yep. Like is that that. What <laughs> Isn't that the sound of every car crash ever? Thanks for fucking that up. I- can you just not?
1: I can't not.
0: I know you can't not. You're so fidgety.
1: You need to contact the DOT. I'm
0: telling you a story. Listen.
1: You need to contact the DOT and be like, listen. I figured out crash mechanics. All it is, k- that's how it happens. Mm-hmm. The faster the crash, the louder the. K-.
2: <laughs> it's true.
0: <Right. laughs> I I would say that's accurate. It's on the nose. So. The Nazi ends up getting thrown from the car, but he survives.
1: At 85 miles an hour. <sighs> Damn, dude.
0: Yeah, it did, it did not. His story doesn't end well. I'll get into it later, but there's a lot to this story. Uh, but the other driver, turn up speed. He just walks away with some minor injuries. Um, reports were saying that he just had a couple scratches on his chin. Makes sense. If he's in the middle of a turn, they probably hit his passenger side. So...
1: He may have gotten jostled pretty damn well.
0: Yeah, it said that he got dragged a good distance down the road, like the car was pushed a good distance down the road, but he wasn't that hurt from it. But James ended up pinned in the car with a broken neck. Mm-hmm. So James and Nazi buddy. <laughs> oh, I wrote this. This is not not what I would recommend for children's book title james and the nazi like james and the giant peach james and the nazi were taken in one ambulance to the hospital you
1: probably giggled to yourself too when you i wrote did that, huh? yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i giggle to myself every, not even to myself i giggle every time i listen to our episodes because uh-huh. i think we're fucking hysterical i'd <laughs> be
1: sitting here playing my video games because
0: it's funny i'm entertained by us yes I do it kind of for our listeners, but I really do this for us. This is really just posterity for me to listen to this <laughs> later. Um, uh, so they end up taken to the hospital. They share an ambulance on the ride, but James is pronounced dead by the time they get there. So um, that's basically the end of James Dean. That's the end of his story. He's a freaking icon, right? I found out that you would you would think that at the time of his crash he was already insanely famous because you feel like he had he had to have built up this reputation by the time he died. We we know him so well now. But apparently at the time of his death, he'd only been in one movie that had been released. It was called East of Eden. Rebel Without a Cause and Giant were released shortly after his death. So he was only ever in three films and that PSA. But he was already like super popular. Probably because all the girls were going, he's so gorgeous.
1: I think I'm more of a fan of Jimmy Dean than I am James Dean.
0: You like those sausages, huh? I do. You do like a good sausage I could party. fucking
1: stuff my mouth every morning with those Shut sausages. Up.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> you just have to take it there every
1: time. You're the one who fucking drove the fucking car there first.
0: <laughs> I just hopped out and
1: I embraced it.
0: Okay. So that's the crash. That is the death of James Dean. Sad ending. It's sad. Somebody died.
1: It's sad, but I mean, I don't know. I'm going 85 miles an hour down a highway.
0: Yeah, like we've never, never done hearing. that.
1: Right, but okay, we also put ourselves in danger's way. That's something Knowing you full have well to what recognize. Doing, yeah. yeah.
0: So there are a couple differing accounts of what happened in the years that followed. I'm going to give you um, Lee Raskin's version first. He's, uh, He's an author that wrote a book. What did he write? I think it was James Dean at Speed was the name of his book. Anyway, he said that after the crash, the insurance company ended up declaring the car a total loss, and they paid James's father the market value as part of a settlement. So James's father got some money out of it. I don't know if he got anything from the movies or what, like, did they take care of his family at all? Or was it 1955? And they're like, <laughs> the money's all ours. Right.
1: No way to track it or right? anything.
0: Um, they then, so the insurance company then used a salvage yard to sell the wreck to Dr. William Eshrick. And this is according to Raskin. Eshrick was also a guy who would race cars. He's a physician, loves to race cars, and he had actually raced against James Dean three times already that year. So Esherik pulled the engine and a bunch of parts out of Little Bastard, and he ended up putting the engine into another one of his race cars, a Lotus 9, and he rather- Lotus race cars. Is it? I don't, I have no idea what that is. Not a car person.
1: I know. Yeah. You drive a Mazda. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> my car
0: has been more reliable than your car, so suck my dick. Uh-uh. Yes, it has. Uh-uh. Are you kidding? <laughs> anyway, so he called this Porsche Lotus hybrid a POTUS. That's wah, pretty wah, gangster. Wah. No, that's so dumb. POTUS. I don't president don't even know things. <laughs> So he was probably super proud of himself for that. He's like, this is my POTUS.
1: Think I have a Porsche and a Lotus. <laughs> oh, my God, guys, check this out.
0: It's a POTUS. It's like the best vehicle ever. <laughs> Do you think the president will actually want one? I'll make a POTUS just for
1: him. Do you think that's how he talked, Also,
0: Yeah, that
1: was his voice. That wasn't Emily. I looked
0: up, I looked up the interviews. That's actually right, how I'm going to say
1: that wasn't Emily yeah. talking right there. We actually pulled an interview from his homie.
0: Those are clips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go look them up on YouTube. <coughs> <laughs> so he took the car around to a bunch of events in 1956, and then he raced it at the Pomona Sports Car Races on October 21st of that, that year, 1956. So at this race, he was involved in what Raskin described as a minor shunt with another driver. Didn't say who the other driver was. And that's basically all that it was said about it. It was like, it's just a little minor accident with the engine from Little Bastard. So, Raskin states that Barris, the king of customizers, obtained the body of Little Bastard from Eshrich after that in 1956, and that was after Eshrich had taken everything out of it. So, it was basically just a shell. I think it's... was it called? A chassis? It's the chassis? The chassis just the, body. Is the
2: frame.
0: Yeah. So, it's just the body of it. Barris's intention was originally to rebuild it again, this is according to Raskin, but it turned out that the chassis was just too messed up, so Barris' genius idea was to weld a bunch of um aluminum panels over the area that was really badly damaged, and then he took he went at it with some two by fours to make it look like it was damaged from an accident, so he's trying to basically strengthen it so he can take it around and do something with it and then but make it look damaged, huh. That's his genius plan. So once he made it look good and authentic, he loans it out to the National Safety Council's LA chapter so they could put it on display at at a local car show and they put it on a whole bunch of other shows. Um, It was promoted as James Dean's last sports car and it toured all over California for two years between 1957 and 1959. So it went to like schools and malls and... The few malls that existed in 1955, they were probably all like outdoor malls at that point, because indoor malls were like so 80s. Huh. Seriously.
1: First okay. settled. Back when Abercrombie was no. That was a joke. Relax. Okay.
0: Damn, have you finished that bottle almost? I'm like a third of the way through mine. Not even. I still have half. Okay.
1: I'm about two thirds of the Mm -hmm. way through mine.
0: So keeping with Raskin's account, uh, the vehicle supposedly disappeared in 1960. So right after the tours ended, but... Uh, the author thinks it was because it wasn't getting enough attention anymore for Barris, so Barris made up the disappearance to kind of keep the memory of James Dean's death and the curse of Little Basper, Bas, Basper? Basper. Bastard alive. Casper Bastard. Casper Bastard. So that's that's his take. Anyway. But now, I have Barris' version for you, so buckle up, because this is a ride.
1: I'm ready. Aha! I see what you did there.
0: It's important to buckle up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't want to go flying out of the car like a Nazi.
1: Nancy. Mm-hmm. Those Nazis and those nags. Yeah,
0: be So, Barris says that he purchased the wreckage for 2,500 buckaroos. And when it was delivered to his shop, the car rolled off the back of the trailer that it was on. And it smashed a mechanic's leg. I don't have any actual legitimate Details about it. It's just that this account, this is what was in his book, and it's been repeated over and over. So I don't. There's no name of the mechanic. There's no hard evidence that that actually. You didn't
1: find any medical records. Any I did not compensation. Forms. I did not
0: dig into all that. I don't have that kind of time. He then sold the uh, engine to Doctor Troy McHenry and the drivetrain to Doctor Eshrick. So Eshrick plays a role in the, in his version, too. Mm-hmm. Dr. McHenry replaced the engine in his car with the one from Little Bastard. So it sounds a lot like Raskin's version where Eshrick did that, basically. He took it to the 1956 Pomona sports car races. Does that sound familiar? No. No, not at all. Where he also raced it. Um, the Dr. Uh, McHenry, this Dr. McHenry lost control during the race, and he slammed into a tree, and he was instantly killed. And this is backed up by an actual article. It's the Spokane Daily Chronicle, and the article was published on October 24th, 1956. I did actually look at this article. I looked at the whole paper. There's some weird shit in there. <laughs> like, 1956 was boring. This must have been, like, big news.
1: Did you but- go to the library and get one of those machines that you can zoom in real big on the microfilms?
0: Yes, in the age of coronavirus, when everything is shut down, I totally did that. I busted into the library when nobody was looking around because I'm a hardcore bish. I'm a hardcore little bish.
1: Do you have top core? Yeah, right. Do you have top secret clearances? <laughs> <laughs> top secret library clearances. Do
0: you think I'm going to tell you that?
1: I think so. Because
0: I'm not going to tell you that on air.
1: You tell me everything. Sound familiar? I'm Emily. Golly, I love you. Did you notice when Big D was like, "Emily's out of the shower"?
0: Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> like, why did he say that <laughs> instead of "Mom's out"? He was
1: <laughs> real funny today. He was in a he goofy was, mood. Yeah.
0: Okay. So. The doctor loses control. Dr. McHenry loses control. He dies. This is confirmed in an article, an actual article that I looked up. Uh, So supposedly this was the first time the engine had been used since James had died. Although Barris did say in his book that he wasn't positive that McHenry had the engine in the vehicle at the time of the crash. He he did think that McHenry had uh the back swinging arms installed, whatever those are. I I guess they have something to do with holding the rear of the vehicle. I don't know. A swing whatever. arms, back swing arms. I don't know. Sway bars. Sure, whatever.
1: Swing arms are usually in a motorcycle.
0: That's this is what What's was to help it grip the track know.
1: better when you turn. Just so you know.
0: Okay, I'll take your word for it. You're taking
1: corners, it.
0: Mr. Yeah. Leprechaun beard over there.
1: What the fuck does that have to do with anything? You're just being ignorant. <laughs> Don't touch my foot. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, you're on your own from here on out.
0: <laughs> Doctor Eschrick was involved in an accident during the same race, uh, and this is according to the same article. But he was uninjured. Um, he was uninjured. Wow, <laughs> would it be like five? <laughs> One version said that his wheels locked up for no reason. Like they don't know why. And then his car rolled in a turn, but he's uninjured. A lot of articles said that he was seriously injured.
1: My heart locked up rolled and turned a little bit ago. (sighs) Just gonna put that out there.
0: You're so dramatic. Calm down. Calm your tits.
1: Baby girl, my tits have been calm since the day I was born. Mm Mm-hmm. My tits have never gotten excited. (laughs)
0: <laughs> the look you gave me when you said that I can't oh god like, okay bring it back hmm. <laughs> fuck man now you gave me the giggles uh, stop okay
1: the wine gave you the giggles I just facilitated it the,
0: the look that you gave me when you did that I can't even like I can't repeat it I cannot replicate that. So there's an unconfirmed story that Bears had sold two of the tires to an unnamed man from New York. And the tires, as the guy's driving it around, the tires simultaneously explode and it runs the guy off the road.
1: It's like every single little piece of this thing is.
0: Right. That Well, that's why they call it the Curse of Little Bastard. There's um, There's another unconfirmed story, and this one comes... From a website called Jalopnik, Jalopnik. Yep, that's the name of it. I makes me think of that's jalopy. just
1: about as credible as Trump is.
0: It's apparently a website that's all about cars. I looked at the website. Um, I was looking directly at their articles. Other places were citing them, so I went directly to them to try and pull this information. Um, so their story says that. Uh, two thieves at some point broke into Barris's garage, and as one of them was trying to steal the steering wheel, their arm was ripped open. So they got like their arm got shredded, trying to steal the steering wheel.
1: Like how? Like they ripped it on? Something?
0: It doesn't. There aren't any details. It's just that. Huh. That's why it's it's an unconfirmed story. Right. It's just some vague information, right? But the other thief apparently wasn't much luckier. He was injured trying to remove the bloodstained driver's seat. It didn't say how he was injured. It just said that he was injured. So, take it or leave it. Around this time, uh, Barris did start to lend the vehicle out to the National Safety Council for shows. And um, in 1959, it was being stored in another garage between the shows when a fire mysteriously started and it slightly damaged the car. And this is confirmed to also be true. Uh, the Fresno Bee reported, which, like, what kind of a fucking name for a newspaper is that? The Fresno Bee. Bzz,
1: bzz, it's bzz. the buzz. All the buzz. Yeah. That's why.
0: Uh, they reported that the cause of the fire is unknown. It burned two tires and scorched the paint off the vehicle. But it didn't damage any other vehicle, so no one was injured. But... So this did actually happen. The you think Little fire. Bastard just
1: wanted a new paint job?
2: <laughs> Maybe. <sighs> Take
0: a breath. <laughs> Need a wine break. Excuse me.
1: Are you sure?
0: I'm into the story. I've been going at it. Yeah, for hour. Shut up. Nuh-uh. I told you it was a long story. Fuck off. Not to mention you keep interrupting. So suck my dick.
1: I am adding comedic relief.
0: Yeah, that's what you're adding.
1: <laughs> that's what you get.
0: Let me finish my story. I'm trying. So according to Jalopnik again, the the next show after the fire had happened was held at a high school. So we we already knew that it was going to malls and high schools and all kinds of places, right? This time it's at a high school where the car somehow fell off a dis off of a display and it broke a student's hip, like a little old lady falling down the stairs. huh? yeah. So what I gathered from all this is that this thing does not sit still. It's it's reported to have fallen off at least three trucks while in transit, and I'll get into that in a minute. Plus the trailer that it fell off of uh, when it fell on the mechanic, and then the display that it fell onto a student. So this thing doesn't sit still. It's it's antsy, like a kid. Anty it just pants. needs to move. Yep. So. Um, I want to get into the two, the three times that it fell off of trailers. Two of them didn't involve any kind of injuries, but in one of the incidents, it involved. Um, so it's involving a transport truck. The driver George Bar Barquis Barquis, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Somehow lost control of the truck. He falls out of the transport truck, and then Little Bastard fell on top of him, killing him. And this is another one that I was able to confirm. So there is some shit that's following this this vehicle around, right? I can understand why people might think this is cursed. So finally, in 1960, on the way back from an exhibit in Miami, uh, Barris said it was being shipped back in a sealed container. But when the container arrived... He signs off on everything. He's like, okay, it's cool. This is what I ordered. Perfect. Great. Yep. I ordered a giant cursed vehicle. That's exactly what I want. (laughs) You got it, guys. Perfect. Here's a tip. (laughs) But when he opened up the the big container, the car's gone. Another Another version of the legend says that the truck and the container both went missing with the car. So I don't if Barris says that he signed for it like he literally says i signed for this thing i thought it was all cool i got the container there was no reason for me to be suspicious and then i open it up and oh shit Go <laughs> on. gone
1: bye bye
0: oops i don't know how you misplace a whole vehicle but anyway so that scandalous. was scandalous that was like so it went missing and then nobody heard anything it's like that was the end of the car there's, um, there's a place in Illinois, it's called the Historic Auto Attractions. It's like a museum or something. And it claims it has a piece of the vehicle. It's just like this little tiny chunk of metal. Um, so it's probably hard to say, but supposedly it's a piece that was stolen while the vehicle was in storage after the crash. So that kind of backs up some of the previous stories about people breaking in and stealing pieces. Um. There's another museum in Illinois. it's called the Volo Auto Museum and it began displaying what it claimed was the passenger side door back in 2005. The museum and Barris together offered a million dollar reward to anyone that would that could prove that they owned the remains of the vehicle. So they're looking for somebody that says, "Hey, we have the vehicle. I know where it's at, right? They're trying to track down. Bear still wants to know where it went. No one came forward. All the articles I, I read were from before. No one came forward. That's the end. Then I found an article again on Jalopnik. <laughs> Trusty old Jalopnik. <laughs> going to be going there for my sources for now on. <laughs> but it's from 2015. So um, this is when the Volo Museum said that a man had contacted them. And uh, he said that when he was six years old, he had seen his dad and his dad's buddies put the vehicle behind a false wall in Washington state, some County out in Washington state. And supposedly the guy knew details about the car that you'd only know, you'd really only know if you had actually seen the vehicle in person. Like it's just, you're not going to find this in articles and stuff. It's something that you'd have to see firsthand. And the guy passed the polygraph test, but I didn't find anything else after that, so I don't know if they're still looking into it or what's going on. But so that's the story of the vehicle. But I have a few tidbits related to uh, James Dean and like the other people involved that night to follow up for you here.
1: Okay, just some Do interesting so. stuff Do that so. I
0: found. So kind of like Tupac and Elvis. Um, <laughs> A lot of people didn't believe that he died. They thought that he was really horribly disfigured and that he just ended up kind of staying away from the public eye after the accident. But there's a belief that he he didn't die from this accident. Um, then in 1983, his tombstone was stolen twice in that year.
1: I think it was him that stole Maybe. it. Maybe. Himself?
0: He, he waited almost thirty years. He's like, "Fuck this shit, man! I can't take it anymore." Like, I'm
1: not actually dead, y'all.
0: Pay attention. I'm still out of here. <laughs> um. So, and then it had to be replaced in 1985 because of damage that were co- that was caused by fans. Way to go, fans! Like you're shitty fans if you're damaging his grave. What kind of what are they tards, trying, are are you? trying
1: to like chop thing? Chop? Little bits I did of not it or look something. into
0: details. I just found out that it had to be replaced. That fans had damaged it. Like way to go
1: dudes right. if you really
0: if you revere him that much you fuck that up
1: if it were fan.
0: his his spirit is out there going yeah i don't like you guys i am not signing your autographs in heaven right it's not gonna happen
1: i don't have a sharpie for you <laughs>
0: oh, fuck off anyway <laughs> so um his passenger the nazi guy the nazi he felt super guilty after the crash and uh, according to the history channel he tried to commit suicide twice in the 60s and then in 67 he stabbed his fourth wife 14 times with a kitchen knife in a failed murder suicide so she survived um he was convicted of attempted murder he went to jail for a little bit, and then he ended up getting out and put into a psych ward for a while, and then he got out of that. Like, he went in and out of a psych ward after the death of James Dean. He got committed quite a bit, so it obviously fucked his head up.
2: hmm
0: Along with, you know, I don't know, killing millions of Jews. That could have been a thing, but whatever.
1: You know, the Mhm.
2: mm
0: um, So, failed murder-suicide. He eventually died in a drunk driving accident in 1981. Uh, in a freaking Honda Civic. Like, I don't know. You what take, a way to go out. You take it from this Porsche 1955 Spider, this, this fucking, this, this choice car, right? And you died in a Honda Civic. Like, that sucks, man. <laughs> That's the way to go.
1: <laughs> you should have just gone when you it's threw the through, through the window.
0: And in a drunk driving accident. Yep. So he dies in an accident. The driver of the other car, Donald Turn-Up Speed, died of lung cancer that same year.
1: Had he had, lung- had he had lung cancer beforehand?
0: I didn't look deeply into that. I just no. found out that he died the same year, and I was like, this is an interesting tidbit I need to include. And that is my story of The Curse of Little Bastard. So take it or leave it, it's been... um. Of course, one of my favorite shows, Supernatural, did an episode where they thought they had Little Bastard. It was Cursed Objects, but it wasn't Little
2: Bastard. No.
0: No, it didn't end up being Little Bastard. Uh, but that was a good episode. And that is honestly the first time I'd ever heard about this story, and it piqued my interest. Thank you very much, Supernatural. Mm-hmm.
1: Sponsor us.
0: And Jensen Ackles. Oh, he's on my list. Jensen Ackles is
1: so oh, on my list. the fuck is that?
0: He plays... He plays Dean Winchester. Oh my god! Why are you? Oh my goding!
1: He's not hot at all.
0: He's fucking gorgeous. Sam Winchester is not with his long hair. And his What's Judy's so name? Dirty. What? Linda. Wait, wait, wait. Judy. Judy. What are you talking about?
1: Dead to me. Linda Carmichael. Oh, not Carmichael.
0: Uh Cavalier. No.
1: Have on Instagram So
0: who who are your celebrities? Who are the celebrities on your list? I'm curious. Okay,
1: I need to find her name though first. Linda Cardellini.
0: Cardellini. Okay. Car-
1: Cardinal Cardellini. Um, her and then Jennifer Aniston. Okay.
0: Oh, I knew that.
1: Courtney Kardashian.
0: That's fair. She's cute. Of all the Kardashians, she's probably the most real.
1: Right. I like the moms, man. I don't know. Um Mila Kunas. Huh? Mila Kunas. I think she I think she is on everybody's list. She's funny and she's hot. What more can you ask for?
0: My list. Is that all of them? Hold your on, list? I wasn't done. I was gonna say I thought you had one more. So aren't you supposed to have five? Because you went with four what? so far, right?
1: Are we limiting ourselves to five?
0: It's supposed to be the top five.
1: <laughs> Shit. Okay, so Linda, Jennifer. Who else did I say? Mila. Mila Kunis. Okay, so I got two more. Um, oh, no. Kourtney Kardashian.
0: That's right. <sighs> Who's your last? I screwed top one. Is it?
1: Is it wrong to say a porn star?
0: If that's really what you want.
1: Riley Reid. I don't
0: know who that is. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. I could agree with four out of five of those.
1: Except for the porn star.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Shall I give you my list? No. I don't have them in a particular order. I said no. Suck it. (laughs) (laughs) So I have Ryan Reynolds.
1: So this is no order, right?
0: No no particular order.
1: I'd put Ryan Reynolds at the top of it. If I had a gay list.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah. I like funny guys. Ryan Reynolds, James Roday. Who's that? Psych. Um, He's Sean from Psych.
1: Sean? Sean. Oh.
0: From Psych. Um, uh, where was I?
1: Then James Roday or now James Roday? Both. Uh.
0: He has beautiful eyes. Paul Rudd, because God... Damn it, Paul Rudd. What's he? Ant Man. Oh. I've liked him since he's he was. shorter than you. Since he was in Clueless, you're funny, haha. <laughs> so, That's Paul movie, Rudd, James Corden, Ryan Reynolds, who was the one I mentioned just a minute ago? I've had too much wine and I already lost it.
1: You only said three.
0: I know. Before we started all this thing, we started. I said, oh, oh fuck! If I know. He's totally on my list.
1: From, yeah. from uh, Supernatural. Oh,
0: Dean. yeah. Jensen Eccles. <laughs> He's so on my list. <laughs> um, Who's my last one? Joel Lawrence. I'm talking celebrities. You're always on I my list. I am a celebrity. Are you?
1: Yeah, well, yeah. Pretty yeah, much. it's
0: like 15 people. Hey. <laughs> Don't talk cool.
1: down to our people.
0: To be fair, it's worldwide. Don't talk down to our peoples. No, I love our peoples. Thank you for listening, our peoples. And Sticking with us through this shit.
1: Peoples, you are all I'll, on my list. All I'll 15 have, of you.
0: I'll have to get back to you on my fifth one. It used to be Nathan Brad funny, but I'm...
1: Pitt. No. Like every other woman in the fucking world.
0: Like I said, I like the funny guys. The guys who can make me laugh. <sighs> Those are the ones that I think are the sexiest. Personally. And there's my favorite word again tying that back to last episode personally? i said personally like 12 times in the uh, last episode interesting
1: all right well thank you for sharing your story with us and i guess thank you for sharing your top fives with us
0: yeah thank you for yours as well shall we take a little break
1: yes i may have to poop cue elevator music
0: <laughs> so time for elevator music How was your break? I didn't poop. That's disappointing.
1: I only had a pee.
0: Good for you. Thank you. So you heard about Little Bastard. What do you have for me?
1: So I have a story of which relates to something that you may have heard or may know about.
0: I'm intrigued. Tell me more.
1: So this is the story of Franz... Ferdinand.
0: Franz Ferdinand.
1: The man who, whose death was pretty much responsible for the start of World the War First World War, I. yeah. In his, well, not really his, but the car that he died in, the 1910 Graf and Double phaeton.
0: Can you say that ten times fast?
1: Grafton C double fate and 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 Grafton double fate and double fate and <laughs> I don't even know how many times that I, I was closer. So.
0: You know me, history buff. I love it. He would have been an Archduke of the Ottoman Empire, correct?
1: Well, maybe if you'd let me tell my story. From you can Spartan find out Man these answers.
0: Also a wonderful band from the early and mid-2000s.
1: That I don't know about. I cannot attest to this story. So one in
2: ensteved
1: luxury miser- limousine, a double misery? fatten misery, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, carrying engine number 287 was purchased by Count Franz von Harach. That's who owned the car.
0: Okay, okay.
1: He was an officer of the Austrian Army Transport Corps. The limousine was used to shuttle Archduke Franz Ferdinand around the Austro-Hungarian city of Saravago. Sarajevo. Sarajevo?
0: Sarajevo. Sarajevo?
1: That's what I said. Yeah. On June 28th of 1914, while he was on a visit with the local government. It all started on a day where Austrian Archduke Franz Ferdinand had just avoided an attempt on his life by the Jelko Kabber, kab, Yeah, Yeah, you got it. Cool. Kaberniewicz. Yep. There it is. <laughs> Who had thrown a bomb at the car. Casual. Right. It bounced from the convertible roof landing behind the car and exploding... The car following them that was full with Imperial guards.
0: They had convertibles in
1: 1914? Mm. Yeah. Classy. This was a luxury vehicle maker. A little background on the company that I had learned, too. They started, it was a two brothers, if I'm remembering correctly, who um, started out as a bicycle company, but then turned into a car company. And they were luxury
0: was it one of those bicycle companies that makes a really big front wheel and a really tiny back wheel? Because I want one of those.
1: I don't know. I totally. You want are one not of those coordinated bikes. enough to ride one of those, dude.
0: I have not ridden a bike since I was like sixteen. It's a shame.
1: Anyways, riding in the in the Graf and limo, the Archduke and his wife were on the way to comfort those in the hospital who were injured in the attempt on his life prior in the day. While they were on the way, the open-air limo stalled in the street.
0: Luxury, huh? Right. It's one of those crank ones, you have to wind it up.
1: Right. Well, I mean, that's also in the, the day when cars were still just yeah, getting yeah, yeah. their start. and um, So they had stalled in the street and they had backed it into an alleyway. Um, they stalled in front of a cafe where one of the failed assassins just so happened to be sitting. <laughs>
0: like oh my god it's serendipitous
1: right imagine being that person like oh my god i just failed to kill him everybody's gonna hate me oh wait there he is do
0: you think he's sitting in there like i'm the worst assassin ever everybody's gonna hate me my whole crew is just gonna think i'm just so sucky at my job and then this stalls right in front of him and he's like fucking yes right
1: (laughs) garvillo princip who was a member of the Young Bosnia Anarchist Group, walked out of the cafe, and he saw the Archduke sitting there, giving him a second chance to complete his job. The assassin took advantage of the stalled card to shoot Archduke in the neck, and his wife had gotten shot in the stomach, leaving them to die and tipping tensions in Europe over the edge to begin World War One. And I looked a little bit into it. The In, in the statement that this guy had given the assassin had given. He said that he didn't even like he looked away when he shot. He only fired two bullets and both of them had hit the targets. Although he wasn't necessarily trying to kill the wife, but
0: he must've been standing pretty close then.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. He walked right up to the car.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. So then it's not really that surprising. Right.
1: But still, so Ferdinand's assassination was the breaking point between European nations, and it eventually precipitated World War One, which was a multi-nation, multinational confrontation that eventually had claimed a staggering sixteen million lives. Yeah, more than pretty much any other war. If you World War Two, if you don't count the the fighting lives, I guess you should say, which was one of the deadliest wars in human history.
0: That's so why what, it's called the Great War. Uh-huh. Right. Part of it.
1: What follows is a legend that the 1910 Graf and, and Stieft Double Fenton was so irreparably ir-
0: You want to try that again?
1: What follows is a legend that the 1910 Graf and Stiefed Double phaeton was so irreparably <laughs> <laughs> Just
0: move on. was so
1: irreparably tainted by the events that the owner after owner That followed met a violent fate. Trouble is, it's kind of difficult to prove much of it, um, as the record-keeping wasn't as on par as it is today.
0: You mean they weren't tweeting their every mood?
1: Not necessarily. Maybe they may have had something similar.
0: They wrote in their diary. I was driving downtown, and it was just, there were so many peasants around. Hashtag grungy poor people.
1: Right, like get the fuck out of my way. According to this legend, Von Harach's vehicle was so cursed by either its involvement involvement in the awful events of June 1914, or perhaps its gaudy blood-red paint job that pretty much every subsequent subsequent owner had met a hideous final destination sort of end. The story of the cursed death card did not begin to make records until decades after Franz Ferdinand's death. It dates so far um, that we were able to establish, only to 1959, when it was popularized in Frank Edwards' Stranger Than Science.
0: So it didn't really become like a thing until almost 40 years later.
1: It wasn't necessarily written about. Like, there wasn't any kind of correlation between the car and... Okay, so
0: they had doc- like documented occurrences, but people weren't linking things. Right. Okay, that makes sense.
1: The basic tale accumulated additional detail, as urban legends tend to, so that by eighteen er, 1981, the Weekly World News was claiming that the blood-red Grafenstift was responsible for more than a dozen deaths.
0: I bet you a little bastard has a beat. All
1: right, <laughs> you're so cool.
0: I am cool. In the so next James Dean, that's uh-huh. why everybody loves him.
1: In the next twelve years, the double phaeton car seen fifteen different owners. During that period, the car was involved in accidents that claimed the lives of thirteen people. Damn. So the second well, owner, this thing,
0: this thing survives all those accidents, but the people don't.
1: Right, and some of them, which is, which kind of adds to the speculation, like some of the accidents that this thing had seen, kind of, unless it was you know, fixed to, the shape in which it could be sold again and driven,
2: mm-hmm.
1: kind of leads to the speculation that I don't right, know about I, some I'm of these.
0: This has to be a pretty sturdy built vehicle to be in. Well, that many
1: accidents. I mean, I mean, even think about the cars in like the nineteen fifties. Those things weighed like 4,000 pounds because they were pure steel. They could take a beating.
0: Yeah, but they. The car
1: washes. Okay, the car washes in like the 1960s and 70s were just plastic brushes.
0: What does that have to do with
1: anything? The cars could handle some shit. Car washes now have like sheep wool.
0: You are the car wash expert. I don't know these things. I don't know why that would be something spectacular. I'm sorry. I'm not educating Okay, on I'm car just. Washes.
1: I'm just saying. Like, I, even if you think about like, like they didn't feel a necessity for seatbelts.
0: Okay, but they also not to didn't say that people like didn't a, die.
1: But I'm, whatever. Moving. on. They also on. didn't use
0: windshield wipers, and those are obviously a necessity.
1: All you have to do is lean your head out and blow a little bit. <laughs> Fuck. Out of here. So the second owner of the car, who was an Austrian general, had become insane and died later in an asylum. Another, after owning the car for just nine days while trying to avoid po- two pedestrians that were in the road, crashed into a tree. And ended up killing the two pedestrians and themselves.
0: Maybe these people are just shitty drivers.
1: Maybe. Another owner had committed suicide after owning the car. Didn't say after how long or who it was, but. The governor of Yugoslavia had suffered four separate accidents, one of which cost him an arm. He sold the car to a friend who bought the cursed car on a dare. The friend ended up flipping the car over and was crushed in the accident.
2: Ah.
0: Do you think he's like, yo, so I've got this car and I'm not going to lie. It's got some shit. It's got some baggage. This is a tough bitch.
1: But you want it. Trust you me. You want You this. want it.
0: I dare you to buy this vehicle. And the other guy's like, yo, you dared me?
1: Right. Like, you a pussy if you Man. don't buy this car.
0: Well, now I gotta buy
1: it. Right,
0: he you're dared obligated, me. and he called me a pussy.
1: Right, facts, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that there was a Swiss driver that met the same? Nope. Okay, so there was a Swiss driver, racing driver, who had met the exact same fate. Flip the car over. The last owner of the car was Tiber Hirschfeld. Tiber. A- Tiber. T-I-B-E-R. Tiber? Tiber?
0: I like Tiber. I don't know, that's like a badass name to me. Tiber. It's like...
1: Tiber. Tiber! Right. Who was a Romanian garage owner who drove the car to a wedding with five friends. The vehicle had suddenly spun out of control and crashed, killing all but one on board. So, again, the validity the validity you want some more of mind? these I'm all out of here.
0: I'm not you want some
1: Oh yes
0: that way you can say a little, a little a more
1: bal- or, oh for sure but so whether or not all of these accounts are true there are some that have been backed by records not all of them of course but, I mean, even having a car that sees more than two deaths is like, okay, why, why would anybody else buy it?
0: Uh, well, okay. We think about these vehicles. These are famous vehicles. So we track them. We don't track your average Joe's vehicle. And these were vehicles that were built in a time when things were built to really stand the test of time. The stuff today is not.
1: Weren't you just giving me shit about a car lasting?
0: Through 13 accidents? Yeah, okay, so realistically, <laughs> come on.
1: Not 13 accidents, 13 tests. Some of the people had committed it. Suicide, or there was one guy who was who was committed to, be, to an insane asylum.
0: To be fair, at the time that you said 13 deaths, I didn't have the rest of that information, so I would safely assume when we're talking about a vehicle, those 13 deaths were related to a vehicle I don't think accident. that's
1: when we have the conversation about whatever. I'm right, you're wrong, as usual. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, and I mean...
0: Uh, but yeah, and I'm a hair.
1: I said, but yeah, anyways, I think having more than one death is a bit eerie either way.
0: Well, you got to think that some of those deaths were bought in bulk. What? (laughs) Like two or three at a time.
1: Okay. It's
0: like the Costco of deaths in a car.
1: Is that what you would classify it as?
0: I mean, when you have multiples, it's not just one person. It's not one person committing suicide. It's three or four people dying in the car and then one person surviving.
1: Okay, but still seven other deaths.
0: Right, but you get what I'm saying. In the car that were were
1: just owners. Anyway, You're picking up what I'm putting down. Anyway, Shut up. Am I? So one of the parts that I found most interesting was that there was a British visitor named Brian Pressland um who was visiting vienna's hergischlecht <laughs> this is where it comes in you know <laughs>
0: can you try that again
1: hergischlechtsios <laughs> that's how I'm google not pronounced it sure exactly you nailed that one nope <laughs> here
0: still not Go ahead and bring up Google and let Google do it for you. Okay, hold on. Turn up your volume, though.
2: Here's
1: Geschichte. Here's Geschichte. Yes. Has... Hold on. So this is um what I was exactly saying from Google Translate. Verbatum. Let
0: me. Here's Geschichte. Here's the... leeches
1: So here's Geschichte, which translate to military history. Ah. To museum.
0: Hmm, fancy
1: where the vehicle is now on display. It was Presslund who seems to have first drawn the staff's attention to the remarkable detail contained in the Graf & license plate, which reads A, and then the Roman numeral for three, so III, 118 So that number, which Presslund had pointed out, is capable of quite an astonishing interpretation. It can be taken to read So, the A for armistice, November 11th, 18. Which means that the death car has always carried with it a prediction not of the dreadful day that Sarajevo... Sarajevo. Yeah. That. That in a real sense marked the beginning of, of the First World War, but on November 11th of 1918... Armistice Day. Wow!
0: If it's A-I-I-I, the Roman numeral for three, how do they get no more okay, from that? Okay,
1: so A-I-I-I, if you think about okay, A-I-I-I, 11, the first I-I, then there's one more I, one, one, eight, so 11, 11, 18. It's a bit of a stretch, but uh, on the license plate, okay, it looks more how it is written out on the license plate, it's more definable as Armistice November 11th of 18, which was the day that the war had ended. At least this is in English. Armistice.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm not, I, I had read, read it up. I didn't put it in my document here, but what the Armistice day, what it was called in Armenian, right?
0: No. Austrian.
1: Austrian. I'm sorry so what it was called in austrian but yeah so of course it was an english interpretation of it but still and even though i get it it's a bit of a stretch but a yeah 1118 11, 111118
0: 11, isn't that better and it's day not here?
1: and it's not just the license plate of the of the car of the last owner there are pictures of the car where it sat on the alleyway when the Archduke was killed, mm-hmm. and it has pretty much the same license plate, which is another weird thing. Pretty so much all these, the
0: same, or the same.
1: It is not the same exact depiction of the license plate. There's, if I if I were to show you the picture, you would understand what I'm saying. How it sits in the museum, it's a Roman numeral three one one eight. Mm-hmm. On the license plate of the picture as it sits in the alleyway, there's an A, and then it's kind of like a yellow block. But if you zoom in, you can see the I, I, I that is contained within the yellow block okay. 118.
0: So just their funky way of doing license right. plates.
1: Right. So the since. Europeans. Right. So the, the, the Grafton-Steef has not been driven since, and it still shows only 8,596 kilometers on the odometer.
0: I wish that's what my car showed on it. No
1: kidding, homie.
0: Dude, our cars would be in way better shape. No wonder this thing has survived 100 fucking years. What year is your car? 2010. Why is
1: 2009. I have like 139,000 on mine. I got like hundred No, 169. Yeah, 169,000.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah. A (laughs) 169?
1: But there's only one of us in the 69. Crying (laughs) face.
0: Sad clown tears. Uh, Yep, tell me
1: about it. (laughs) So we hope you enjoyed our ridiculously long episode about...
0: Cursed vehicles!
1: Cursed vehicles.
0: I liked this episode. I had fun with this one. It was cool. It was really interesting. Yeah. Getting to look this stuff up. And there was so much that I didn't include. There were even more stories that I didn't include.
1: I believe it. You're ridiculous when it comes to this shit. What do you mean? (laughs) You know what I mean. How so? Nothing.
0: I like to be thorough.
1: Do you, though?
0: Um, excuse me?
1: Um, excuse? you is right
0: you want to try that again i
1: don't i said what i said and I then why am
0: i ridiculous
1: i already told you i don't want to elaborate
0: well then
1: whatever your vote doesn't count so
0: it's getting chucked
1: please y'all don't forget while she is chucking this valid statement out today podcast (laughs) Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our bitch asses. Because we are fucking kings and queens.
0: It really helps us in the rankings. Right now, we only have like... I think we only have seven ratings and a few reviews. All of our reviews are fantastic, which is awesome. So if you don't like us... Please feel free not to rate and review. <laughs> but if you do like us,
1: <laughs> or if you have some constructive criticism, still throw that five star on there. But just tell us what we could do better.
0: Yeah, we we would be happy to hear it. We're not total dickheads. Not total dickheads. Right. Completely. We're only going to
1: talk about you behind your back. To be honest. Yeah, with yeah.
0: You. We might bring it up on the podcast here and there, but whatever.
1: Whatever. We're not going to say your name or anything, right? Maybe. Dot
0: dot dot. Don't forget that one of the best ways to help us really grow
1: is to tell your homies, yeah, your buddies, your pals,
0: tell friends, your
1: amigos.
0: We have several episodes now. At this point, we're on episode seventeen. You can listen to us on road trips, convince other people, con them into listening to this. Tell them it's obscene and funny and weird.
1: Even if you have to lie.
0: Yeah. No. Tell, <laughs> you know what? If you're really into the like the sweet angel baby stuff, go ahead. Tell them this is like the most pure podcast that you've ever listened to, and it will make your car maid feel so happy and clean after listening to it, even though it's a 100% lie. Right. They'll they'll thank you for it eventually. It's true.
1: Yeah. Once they really get wrapped into the conspiracy.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) You can, uh, don't forget, you can find us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
1: At Drink Drunk Dead.
0: Yep. I've been a little lazy on the social media lately. I'm not going to lie.
1: All you do is go on Facebook anymore.
0: I haven't been posting a whole lot because I'm so busy. I'm fucking busy. Kiss my ass.
1: What? Why are you telling me to kiss be Like whatever. I'm looking at you, <laughs> homie. Jeez, Louise.
0: And you shoot us. Email
1: I'm saying us. this one.
0: Fuck oh, off, ahead. mate. Go ahead. I you can
1: that. email us. Send us your personal stories. Or if you just want to chat, if you don't want us to post this shit, even though we're going to post it anyways, we're going to defy all laws and logistics.
0: Send us your uh, thoughts and suggestions. We'll listen to it. yeah. Drink. Drunk. Dead.
1: Podcast. At. Gmail.
0: Dot com. Nailed it. Yeah. (laughs) And we want to thank you. We really want to thank you guys to those of you who continue to tune in. uh, We know that obviously things have changed everywhere and our listenership has definitely dropped off. So, those of you that tune in, we notice it. It means a lot to us. We do this for you as much as we do this for ourselves. And we love you. Thank you. Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you if you have the time, which I bet you do, because it's fucking coronavirus, you broke bitches. Should broke I not like have us. said that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> from one to another, broke bitch. I
0: think tonight when we toast, we should toast with our empty house wine bottles. Although right. mine's not quite empty, but yours it's not there. quite
1: empty. Mine is very much empty. Yeah,
0: yours is. So very shall
1: empty. we rose att- rose, rose and toast. <laughs> shall we raise a toast
0: to our ghosts